This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Phil Hodgkinson, and you're listening to... Welcome to episode 49 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Town decimated and desecrated at Ashton Gate limp into the first West Yorkshire derby of the season... Here to discuss the fallout from that defeat and look forward to the games against Leeds and Charlton. I'm Matt, and with me we have Cozy Bear. And fresh from winning the Izzy Quizzy at Radio Leeds yesterday, I've got Mr. Neil Wayne with me. Congratulations, Neil, on the only thing I think Town will win this season. It's a nice trophy as well. It's a really <laughs> nice trophy. Fantastic. I think the trophy really was the, the best name that he came up with. The Clayton Cup was rubbish. I was, I was hoping there'd be a, some kind of Rob Green comment in there, but never mind. Uh, for those of us who don't know what we're on about straight away, it's the uh, the West Yorkshire Derby Special on Radio Leeds, which is available, um, which uh, Neil took part in yesterday with uh, with Oggy and uh, a couple of uh, a couple of chesties. So, and of course, this episode is sponsored by uh, Magic Rock Brewing of Willow Lane in Berkby. So, thanks again to Magic Rock our sponsors. And if you ever do pop along to Magic Rock. Uh, Please bear in mind that they do take donations for the Welcome Centre. Uh, there's two blue bins at the, the very start, and they'll be very happy with any any food donations or warm clothing. Uh, it's uh, it's coming up, and it'll be uh, put to uh, put to very good use. So th- thanks again to Magic Rock for sponsoring the podcast. And we'll go to Bristol City, uh, Bristol Five, Huddersfield Two. Um, painful one um one thing i've noticed under the cowleys and it's not necessarily a criticism it is that we are slow starters um and i think when we start slowly um neil and a team come at us like preston did uh, like bristol did away from home we, we seem very brittle uh, mentally we're not very well equipped and we seem to be one of those sides that grows into a game as it goes on and to be fair bristol's first goal was a bit lucky but it was coming 
The second goal, Congolo's probably foul, but he should have dealt with that a lot better. And all of a sudden, through your own ineptitude, uh, you're staring up a, a big hill early on. I feared for us as soon as I saw the team at two o'clock. We saw the full-backs that were lining up and, well, O'Brien actually started left-back, didn't he? But that Congolo and Adagenai were in. They both got the hearts of mice this season and uh, in a game like that, it's almost tough at Bristol. We never do particularly well there. Um, not since a, a James Vaughan hat trick many moons ago. I think that was the last time we did out there. It's the last time I've been to Bristol. Um, <laughs> but it, as soon as I saw them two and I think, you know, this is going to be a long day. And then, obviously, early goal. I think they'd, they were going disallowed straight away, pretty much. Yeah, Grabara dropped yeah, one, but he was offside, yeah. wasn't and he? And then, it was just only a matter of time. And the fact that we pulled it back and then managed to let them score again straight away just about summed us up, to be it's fair. Diabolical goal, and, uh, that third, from our view. Yeah, awful. I mean, the, the things went against us. Congolo and Flo started not great. Losing Fraser Campbell inside a minute was a disaster. Because that's all your game plan gone straight away. Um, that's your foothold in the final. Abs- absolutely, and you know you're replacing him with another one with the the heart of a mouse, and it was going to be a long afternoon. So from mice to men, uh, Richard Cosmala, you were uh, you had a lovely trip. I'm, I'm more interested to hear about your reacquaintance with old friends. Actually, and we, you've done a, <laughs> a blog article which you can read on our website. Uh, takes that chance about your experiences in in Germany. You were in Germany this weekend. You saw Schalke. Cologne, uh, Cologne as it is to English people, uh, and uh, another game, didn't you, which uh, escapes me at the minute, Freiburg yeah, and just about uh, somebody. Up. Russian Munch and Gladbach, yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose it might be one for another time, but uh, yeah, incredible, uh, emotional really, especially uh, to go to Schalke on the Friday, yeah, Friday night. There's, you've got the hat on, for those who can't see, you've got a Schalke hat on. Yeah, there, and there's a few, quite a lot of people who support Dortmund, I think, who listen to this, so that's not going to go on too well. Big rivals, really, and that as well. I've just never been to Germany before. Heard a lot about the football culture, and it, it really delivered. But, yeah, the first game was Schalke, 61,000 there. So, huge club, uh, amazing stadium. I think it was the stadium when England played Portugal in the penalty. Yeah, yeah, when Ronaldo and the wink yeah. and what have you, and we lost <laughs> in that as well, but... Wow, it's just rocking and rolling there. <clears throat> David Wagner's got it going. They're playing. Oh, it's just like with us, front foot football. No real stars. Uh, played Team Union Berlin. They were kind of mid-table and that as well. They come back into the game. Did Bert Berlin equalised and then uh, Schalke got a goal with like five minutes to go and the bench went absolutely nuts. Uh, but look, yeah, what, great, yeah, to see Bueller as well on the sidelines, very quite emotional really and that as well. It was... Uh, I don't know about a bit of closure, but the, the fan base, everything, it's, yeah, you do. I think you walked away thinking, obviously, if you'd not done what he'd done with us, it was like, you know, he would never have got, obviously, that job. And, and after the article, I've had quite a few uh, Schalke fans kind of tweet me and that as well, saying, great article. And one even said, they're going to come to watch Huddersfield to uh, see what it's like there. I thought, give it a while. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll give it a little while and that as well. But yeah, the, probably for a, a pod another time, but German football culture, beer served to your seat. Stewards treating you like kings, free transport to the ground, amazing atmospheres, great away support, noise for 90 minutes. Bundesliga retweeted my tweet, the Bundes, the official yeah. Bundesliga account, compare that to La Liga who got me banned from Twitter. <laughs> you know, everything's about a great fan experience and that as well. And uh, people try and make your day special there, where I think sometimes in English grounds it's trying to put, you know, blocks and... 
You're almost an unwanted customer, aren't you? Yeah. Obviously, all the hype, but believe you me, I mean, quite a few, obviously, listen, who've been to Germany, but get yourself over there and just enjoy. It's incredible. You know, it's called Veltins Arena, Schalke, so Veltins is the beer, and the people with trolleys just, like, selling massive bottles, like, full bottles of lager, not the little ones, but, like, almost, like, three pints worth just for one euro. It's incredible. So it's a massive drink culture. That kind of hit me for six that a little bit because... It suit you, though, yeah? You what, sorry? It'll suit you, though, yeah? Yeah. They had, like, a... Tra- <laughs> really weird as well. They're kind of just about five minutes walk from their ground. They have, like, training ground complex, all their pictures and everything. And a similar kind of uh, canal side set up as was. So a lot of people in there watching. They kind of put a Bundesliga 2 game on before, a bit like sometimes, you know, like with us when they have the, the game before the Premier League game. And everybody's watching that, pints... I mean, I love a hot dog. No, no one loves a hot dog more than me in the world. And everywhere you went, it were like Bockfurst and Bratfurst. It were just Evan chips. I didn't realize this Pom's free as what they did there. It's just oh, this looks intriguing. It's just chips with like mayonnaise, ketchup. Feed me with hot dogs and chips. Ale for one euro. Free transport to games. Sixty-one thousand. Our old manager and his old assistant on the sidelines. It's in heaven, really. Sounds like you now might need a cardiologist after uh, all that as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> Keep an eye on Schalke, though. It's incredible. Bayern Munich having a bit of a wobble. Uh, they were joint top, weren't they, after that, yeah. that game on the Friday night? They were joint top, which I think everyone who's yeah. a town fan will want Bueller and, and Wagner to do well. Uh, Cologne were ace. I mean, I don't, I don't really follow much in Bundesliga. I don't many players, but they had John Joe Kenny. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, he was yeah, on yeah, loan yeah, from Everton. Yeah. He's the kind of the English. Everyone else I didn't you know, really knew. And even in the other games, no one kind of stood out. Uh, Cologne was fantastic. They all have their own anthems, a bit like we have a smile a while and she come out to pitch that spectacular sight, really is. Uh, Cologne were fantastic. And uh, But after the game, it was quite funny, really. So uh, we went in sports bar, Bayern Munich were playing uh, Leverkusen after pack sports bar. Bayern, Bayern Munich are hated a bit. I don't know. They're a bit like Man United, a, maybe. Yeah, Man United definitely. And that's yeah. well. So everybody were cheering on Leverkusen. They actually beaten Leverkusen. It was an incredible game. They, Two one, was it, yeah. Five times by Munich. I've never seen anything like it, but there's beer flying everywhere, like Cologne fans that have just come on. It's just it's just one big pie. It's just people don't want to go home. And then next day I went to Munch and Gladbach. That was kind of a, God, it's not a bit of a disservice, but 50,000 arena. It's a bit like in Doncaster, really. You know, it's kind of in the bit of a, it's called Borussia Park, so in the middle of a park. I made the mistake getting there four hours early. Well, it was just about not degrees. There were no bars anywhere. So you had to like stand outside freezing in like, freezing like a fan zone. And yeah, but again, that was amazing. And uh, munching club back goal. It's just brilliant, honestly. Just uh, keep your eye on uh, on Schalke as well. And it was interesting. Uh, I think Gabriel Buell, is that? Is Gabriel Buell, yeah, wife. Yeah. Is that wife, right? Okay, I thought it might be his daughter. Sorry, no, no. but uh, yeah, she would in touch during the game. And uh, yeah, just... It's there's so much to love about it and that as well. But I, I kind of walked away there, really. I've chuffed that they won, chuffed that I've been there, but kind of a bit sad that it's <laughs> like it, you look back on it, won't you? That just you probably look back in 30, 40 years thinking he was like uh, the Bill Shankley of our time, really, wasn't he, David Wagner? Mm. And when when they scored the goal to see the bench, everyone was up, there were no one sat down. I'm talking like we all the Team coaches, spirit, like we are 20, talking, 30. Yeah. And it's acceptable there. No one cares. Both in every game that I went to, that people were going done nuts. It about when it all yeah. kicked off, when he did it against yeah. Derby, did it against And Leeds. he didn't get it, did he? No. no. And that sort of proves that that is his culture. Yeah. That is what he does. It wouldn't yeah. to... So you contrast that to when we drew at Chelsea and uh, Wagner's, he's kind of like walking with sort of tensed. straight arms, cl- yeah. yeah, tensed because he knows he can't yeah. run yeah. around like and, an idiot. And I don't, I don't think he wanted to commit then either, did he? he no, it's uh, just like walking around like, both like a robot. The Derby and Leeds <laughs> one were both last-minute jobs, weren't they? So he yeah. knew pretty much. I'll tell you what, this is a little of a weird one. So 
at uh, Cologne. There, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, there's a town fan who, who went there. I'm sure it's either a sheep or a lamb, who their nickname is. So the, the lamb... It's David Shaw, goose. Is it a goose, goes, yeah. is it? Right. So you're watching the game, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you'll just be watching the game, and this noise will go, meh. So, like, just having a loudspeaker, and then it means look at the scoreboard. So then the scores come on. So, like, there's been a goal somewhere, so everyone goes, wee. So, like, I don't know without. It's a bit weird, though. <laughs> I've noticed that in Spain a few times, so it goes yeah. ding, ding, and you're thinking, what's on about? Munch and Gladbach are really weird. They had, like, this Santa Claus come on. He went, ho, 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 and then the next thing you're looking up and there's, there's been a goal at, I don't know, somewhere else. I thought it quite clever, that, because you'd never really look at a scoreboard, would you? Because, like, for example, in South Stand, and, but obviously you need to have something on there, but the halftime, they had, like, the highlights on and the games and everything even showed you the VAR decisions. It's just like, it's football how it's meant to be, where you're treated well. Imagine showing fans VAR decisions. Oh, they did it half time though, after it had finished though, yeah. not as it went and yeah. stuff and that as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it were incredible really. And uh, yeah, so I, I was talking to some Man City fans on, on the, uh, the plane after, they were like unbelievable. And they were saying, that they can't remember the Cologne, they did the same games as me, they can't remember the Cologne game, they were so drunk. They went to Schalke, they didn't stop over like I did, they got the drunk through it, got a train back three in the morning to Cologne, then just carried on drinking, went to Cologne. Crazy, but they said said honestly, I'd swap my city season ticket for a for one in Germany because they just love the experience. But yeah, probably preaching some of the converted. But keep your eye on Schalke. Can they do it? And he's playing it down his Wagner, but it's a story, and because they were nowhere near last year, it. we all yeah, know they do it definitely. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think me and Neil are coming next time. You've sold that very well, so I think me and Neil are with you yeah. next time. But uh, we we'll have to marry you off to someone. We'll have to yeah. go on RussianBrides.com and marry you off, so we can have a stag impromptu stag doing. Uh, in Germany or something. God, going back to town though, I think it's knocked a bit of suffering out of no me. After. Yeah. <laughs> the Preston and all of a sudden now it's four way out of win, two massive heavy defeats. Swansea game I thought was alright. Uh, obviously we had a bit of a disagreement, Matt, you weren't sure it was and Well second half was yeah, first half was Birmingham yeah, blow so. it. So all of a sudden it's amazing, isn't it? It's like if we'd have say drawn on Saturday, whatever it's like free unbeaten, but now all of a sudden it's four way out of win and Leeds riding into town as soon as I heard. I've just seen the goals. Congolo. Had a Janai on the third as well, how oh. easily he gets beaten. It's just I think what makes it worse for me. Jack Hunt running right. What's he done with his hair, by the way? What an absolute mm. tool. But breaks your heart, doesn't it? Someone like you won't mind if it were a top class winger like, you know, what Leeds have got. With Jack Hunt, he were ripping as a new one. It were there were no one chasing back, putting any blocks in to stop crosses and stuff. It, it, I mean obviously. That's why on Saturday you can't you can't start with either of them. They need players, whatever level they're at at town, they need players who actually care on Saturday. I think it's becoming very clear that a Cowley-Huddersfield town team needs to have incredible discipline, first and foremost. It's not too dissimilar to a Wagner side in that, first and foremost, you need to work hard. You need to do the hard yards. And anybody who doesn't want to work hard is going to be out as quickly as possible. And what we'll do is we'll loop in the Cowley interview now uh, from Radio Leeds, so I haven't asked permission to do this, so thank you, Radio Leeds, and uh, listen to their stuff. I'm sure they'll be fine with it. But uh, it's a really great interview from Oggy and uh, and Cowley, and, and for the first time, really, uh, he's less political in a lot of his answers, and uh, he, he's not a happy chappy. Danny Cowley, that was difficult from the sidelines, I must confess. What was it like from the technical area? Yeah, no easier. Um, chasing experience um, didn't start well for us losing Fraser Campbell um, one of our good men probably haven't got enough good men um, and when you lose one of them it doesn't make it easy um, but, but listen I'm not going to 
hide behind injuries and suspensions. When you represent Huddersfield Town, you you have to you have to show 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 the qualities that that, that the club and and certainly the supporters deserve. And um, I thought we come up well short today. And it's not as if you want to warn the players beforehand. You know, yourself and Nicky, I'm sure Danny will have warned the squad about Elias and, and the power of Jeju and, and all the things that Bristol had. There was a kind of slowness about Town's reaction in the first half. Yeah, you know, Bristol City are a good team and we were well aware of that. Um, but we didn't defend anywhere near well enough to, to get a successful outcome from this game. I thought we were, we were well short just in our 1v1 duels. Um, I thought we were second best. Um, didn't stop crosses every time the ball came in our box lost our man let our opponent get the better of us physically um, and and that makes it very very difficult you know it, I thought it went beyond football though really it's about good men and you know we've got we have got some key injuries and key suspensions and we haven't got enough good men in the squad um, but you know be a good man be honest be hardworking, be trustworthy, be determined, be reliable. To me, that's what a good man is. And I've been involved in a lot of successful teams that have had good men. And we were well short of them today. And uh, we take some time now to, to reflect and, and look back and decide as human beings what we stand for. Because players have to do that. And we as staff have to do that. You know, you go away, have a look at yourself, decide who you want to be, what you stand for, how you want to be judged, and make sure that the way you behave and the way you conduct yourself um, allows people to see you for what you are. And, uh, yeah, that, 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 that has been my message to the players. Which is... A big kind of statement from Danny, even in the short time that you've had this squad. Um, you're asking at a basic level what kind of values you've got within the squad to work with in the future. Do you sense from that kind of performance today that you, you would have to make big changes in the long term? I think it's for everybody to see, isn't it? You know, this club has been where it's been for the period of time it's been. been, been there's... There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong. There's no hiding place from that. Um, and people make dressing rooms. People make football clubs. Um, and you need good men. And we didn't have enough good men today. And for everyone that was there, listen, I'm not in pub, I'm not into public hangings. I don't think that that's the right way to go about things. I don't think that that's going to help the football club going forward. Um, certainly not in the short term, um, but come on, if you were here today, um, you'd know. Take us through some of the fine de detail during the match, Danny. You changed the shape, uh, the, sorry, you changed the personnel and positions in the first half. Just let us in on the thinking behind that. Yeah, we obviously went into the game without without any fullbacks. Um, we'd lost Trevor Chalabelle on. on on, on Wednesday, so we're short in midfield as well. Um, Terence has played at left back and found it really, really difficult as our only left-footed defender. 
Um, so we try to protect him by playing him centrally and playing Lewis to the left. Jon has obviously played as a six quite a few times in his career before and also in the Premier League. Um, but listen, there's too many square pegs in, in round holes. There's, there's um, it, you know, I feel sorry for people like Lewis O'Brien because, you know, after 15, 20 minutes, we try to get a bit more energy into midfield and move Lewis into midfield to give us that energy and move Terence to, to left back. But he got murdered. Made it so difficult for him, he just can't defend the inside space. Um, and and, it, and it's very tough, you know. I've I've never never known a, a squad as, as as unbalanced as this one. And I think, unfortunately, when it was unbalanced, which we knew when we arrived, you then pick up key injuries to good men, to really good men, and then an unnecessary suspension on Wednesday, on Tuesday, sorry. And it just makes it very tough and very difficult. And um, there's no hiding place from that. I think we've done we've done well to this point, um, particularly in the last two games in terms of level of performance. Um, but today, I think if we're honest, it was a it was a game too far. Particularly, you know, when you, you consider and it's hard it's hard because I'm angry at the moment, so I don't really want to make excuses for them. But if you like look at the the good men, the Jon Stankovic, he's come from nowhere to play three games in a week. Today looked like a game too far for him. Um, you know, you played Lewis O'Brien three times out of position in a week as a young player in his first season in the Championship. Fraser Campbell, you know, he's a he's a 30 plus playing in the nine position. Carries so much fight for us, but to do that, back that up three times in a week, particularly coming from injury as well, was a lot. You know, we've got Steve Mounier and, and Alex Pritchard that I can only really use from the bench in an emergency. So, and, and certainly I couldn't use them, you know, from Fraser come, got injured, I can't bring Steve on because he's not, not, wouldn't be ready to, to finish the game. And Pritch, we, we might have risked for a cameo in the last 30, but ultimately that, that is where we're at. And, you know, our job is to, to motivate the players, to, to organise the players tactically, to try to find the best way of playing with the players that we have at our disposal. If I had a magic wand, then I'd, I'd invent and create, create players because that's what we need to do because we're just so short in so many key areas. But um, it is what it is. And like I said, we, um, we, I don't want to hide behind those reasons, really, because mm. we picked 11 people today and, you know, you're, you're a professional footballer. With, they've had... They get absolutely pampered. They get looked after like you'd never imagine. They come down, come down yesterday by plane. You look at our supporters, they'd have worked all week, grafted to earn the money to then come and support their team. They would have then travelled six hours in the car to get to here today. And we're clapping them at the end and they're singing. And do you know what? I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed. And we all have to live with that. To go away... We have to take a long, hard look, look at ourselves and we have to live with that pain. Have you shared that feeling with the players, if I may ask Danny, in the dressing room? Yeah, we've spoken. Um, we'll take some time to reflect. The players are clear. I, I'm their best friend. I always tell them. 
I'm telling the truth. They have a lot of people around them. They have a lot of entourage that only tell them what they want to hear. And sometimes as a consequence of that, some of them get a, get a wrong reflection of who they actually are and, and the type of person they're, they're, they're being. And I see it as my job to tell them the truth and deal in the truth and live in the truth. And if they play well, I tell them I'm the first to tell them. But likewise, if they come up short like they have, to do, they have done today, I tell them. Because I owe them that. And I won't be one of these people that... And they, they have to look at themselves and they have to decide who, who's given them good information and who's not. And they have to make those, those decisions as human beings. And my advice to all of them is to get the very best people around you giving you the, the, the best advice. Not just the advice and not, 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 and not just telling you the things you want to hear. Because it's very hard, for, particularly for young people um, in this profession. Very difficult. Just so that we understand your selection from the start, Danny, I'm sure you'll understand this, but there was some disappointment from fans that Alex Pritchard wasn't in the starting lineup, but clearly there were compelling reasons for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we would have loved to have played Alex. Um, but he played two games back to back, Saturday to Tuesday. Felt his calf. Um, after we'd come off on, on Tuesday night, won an incredible amount of distance, uh, high intensity in both games. And he, he managed to get him back on the grass today, but it would have been suicidal of us to play him. He would have broken down and we'd have injured him long term. So, you know, you have to, have to unfortunately, try to protect the player. I think it's always to, to be player-centred. It certainly wasn't ideal because we had to change the personnel and change the shape and then make make more you know another two changes to the back line um, so it wasn't ideal but again no excuses How serious is Frazier Campbell's injury? We'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see it was um, we can't can't decide at the moment whether it, there was a, there was quite a heavy contact into his into the, into the back of his um so it looks a contact injury, but um, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. How much did he get out of watching Josh Karoma in a championship match and, and Matty Daly even gave some game time too at the end? Yeah, I was pleased for Josh because I think Josh um, hasn't had it easy since I've been here. I've just wanted to get him playing and fighting and in a, in a, in a, in a certain way and. I've tried to really, we've, we've all tried to really reflect, affect his behaviours without the ball. Um, it was great actually in the first minute he lost it and then got straight after it and won it back. And I thought he did really well. I thought he did well. And it's, you, you know, being honest at that time when the team's in the position it's in, you worry about bringing young players on because you worry about the effect it can have on them long term. But we didn't have many options, and I'm pleased we did bring him on because I thought he um, he did great, and he'll take a lot from that. And listen, I need trustworthy, reliable humans, and I'm you know he's one of them. That's the that, that, that's the truth. He's he's a kid who's who, who wants to learn and wants to do well, and you know they're the people that we like to work with. So, Neil, we've just listened to that. Um, Danny Cowley goes on about not enough good men. Uh, one of them, it seems, 
quite obvious is Adama Diakabi, who was subbed on for Campbell and then subbed off uh, around halftime. Um, and Stephen Chicken's done a bit of an article savaging him in the examiner, quite rightly, uh, for you know for not tracking back. And it's you know it looks like he's the one who's supposed to be tracking Jack Hunt, and and on number of goals he just stops. And the first you know the first goal he stops doesn't block, and you know they get the lucky deflection. But you know if you if you're doing your job and working hard and disciplined, you block that. And it, it's just you can feel his frustration, can't you? Is what I'm trying to get at there. I think we had a bit of a false dawn with Dear Carby. I think we all got a bit excited that he put in two or three okay performances. And okay performances from what we previously had were <laughs> exceptional to get to okay. I just pose something to you and then I'll and then I'll wind you up and let you go on this one. But usually when a new manager comes in you get I hate football cliches and honeymoon period is one which is just you kinda of roll your eyes at a bit. But we've had the cow the cow is in for uh, a short while now and you saw that immediate improvement. Diakabi was one who who did quite well. Uh, a few others have done quite well. Are we now seeing players revert to type like they were under Jan Ziva? Are, are they now, can they no longer put a mask on and pretend to be something they're not? I think that applies to a couple. But I think um, the ones that I mentioned before, Adjani, Congolo, there's nothing slipped there this season. They've been, they've been bad all season regardless of what manager. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, dear Carby, yeah, maybe a little bit of a false dawn, like I said, of of st- he'd stepped up from being dreadful to okay, and because he'd been that bad before, okay was dangerous, wasn't he? To be fair, it, it, in in his, his, very, end, his end product still wasn't there. Yeah, very fleetingly. Um, as soon as he came on Saturday, ninety minutes of dear Carby and Congolo and Floor away at Bristol. <laughs> We're never going to end well. That we're never going to end well, and I think Danny Cowley's comments after. I, I were really happy to hear him. To be honest, I would. I were really happy that he'd actually come out and without actually giving names. Not like Jan's either. Jan made the mistake of going too hard too early, didn't yeah. he? And naming names. And but I think I'm, I'm really happy because he's he, he's had this since he's walked through the door. This in this his interview on Saturday isn't a result of. The Bristol City game, his interview on Saturday is a result of what he's seen since he walked in the door. There's no doubt about that. His post-match press conference, I've got some stuff here and that as well. It's clapped the 800 visiting fans at the end of the game. Says, we were clapping them. I felt ashamed. I actually felt ashamed. We live in a world where we get absolutely pampered. We flew down. Beautiful hotel. The chef come with us. We get treated like kings. Chef and cock. And yet, this, we get treated like kings, and yet, they would would have grafted all week to earn the money to come and support us. They were a credit to their club, and we, as staff and players, have to take a long, hard look in the mirror. It's it's absolute dynamite when you see them down on the, you know in national papers kind of on Monday, but it's... The, the fans are 100% behind him, aren't we, in that as well? I know some people have raised their eyebrows to the cats there, but we've all had enough, haven't we? He's, you can. No, he's had to inherit that. It's not. Yeah. If it's a bit different, I think. If he'd bought the players in and then he's getting that, then maybe not. But I just think it needed it. And the talks about how imbalanced the squad is as well is is really telling what he thinks to what's gone on as well over the last sort of year or so as well, isn't it, Neil? It's it's an accumulation. It's it's come to a head, and it is it's the first time that we've actually heard a manager come out well since he's come in and and biz sort of forthright, I think he's done the classic manager bits before, trying to defend him and mm. playing out of position. 
I been felt, out injured a while, this and other, but I felt ashamed. I actually felt ashamed. Listen to them words, man. That that is absolute It's gold. Gold. It's absolute gold. And it's thing is it's true. It's not mm. false passion either. No, it's, not, it's not playing no, up. He, he no. feels it, doesn't he? You can oh, see no. his feelings. And, and it, it didn't it didn't do it in a, a really sort of demonstrative kind of mm. way. He did it looking completely and utterly fed up. You know, and I think the fact that they were embarrassed to go out in front of our fans and clap them when they were giving him so much back after they travelled there and got stuffed. I think what gives, you know, that he's got his finger on the pulse. After the Brentford game, when we were going absolutely wild, weren't we? What a win and everything and the, the big kind of German wave and what have you came back. But he won't have, I remember his interview after and he weren't, he says, we're, we're getting there. We're, there's still not everyone on the same page. He was still saying it after that. So, this, so these... Poor results and performance have not kind of clouded it since. He he was saying it. He knows what he's doing. He knows the players. You know, it's... The big question is this week, it's going to be fascinating because if we... We're miles off Leeds, let's be honest. 22 points. It's not even... We've just started December. It's absolutely embarrassing. 22 points behind them. Now, people are going to say, yeah, derby game and it evens it out. But you need 11 people. So, rowing in the same direction, I think, for that. We haven't got that. So... You know, it was interesting seeing quite a few tweets of the players after I saw one from Kachunga and Grant almost kind of, they were apologising and were going to work hard and stuff like that. And you know that these, them two guys will, will probably double their work ethics, but will Congolo, will Adichinai? They should be nowhere near That's the team. That's why, when we rock up yeah. Saturday, we don't want to see them. I'll, I'll be delighted to see Karoma start, Matty Daly get a shirt. Mm. And yeah, we're up against arguably the best football side division and it could really backfire and get absolutely hammered. But I'd I would genuinely, genuinely prefer that than to see those so-called senior pros. We're international footballers, by the way. I, I'd much prefer to see those young lads in than those strup and be completely half-assed about it all. Yeah, I think that's a scary thing. We've just not got everyone on the same page. And one thing I really hate about football and <clears throat> that I want to see people trying to stop crosses, block crosses. Charge in on people, don't let them have an easy ball in the box. And Saturday, there were just people running riot. Either side, take your pick with crosses. It were embarrassing in that as well. And God, you know, when, when you kind of watch the highlights, we Grant scored. He had another great chance with that header. Should have buried it. In fact, you know, that were easier than that were easier than the goal and that as well. I go, go when it, we don't look too bad going forward, but the discipline, you know, the at the back defensively, it's just discipline to stay in shape and things like the that. The one saving well. grace we have got a minute is we do score a goal. Mm. We have got a goal in us with them, and you know, Cap- it's going to be grand it's only from one or two, aren't you? That's up though, dear Carby. I'm surprised. I mean, I want there and only seen highlights, but dear Carby on a bit of a strange one. It's not exactly like for like. I know there's not much, many options, but odd one that, wasn't it? I'd have been tempted to throw Mounier on, to be honest, just to get a foothold. I understand why he doesn't. And he keep Grant and his graft out left hand side there yeah, as well. Yeah, the same. We'll we'll come on to Leeds properly and Charlton shortly, but. I'd be tempted if Campbell's not fit. I'd be tempted more to go Mounier, and because what you get with Kachunga and Grant is you not only do you get maybe not so much this season with Kachunga, but not only do you get the goals coming from them, but you get the hard work as well. You get you get the effort, you get the tracking back, you get everything you want from them. You get honesty, you know, the, the you know the integrity of both of them can't be questioned. And in in games against the teams in the top six, seven, you can't have people who might track back once, then not bother, might might not. It just, it just doesn't work, you know, and, and you'll get... and you'll get. We're not, we're not comparing positions here, but you give me 11 guys with Kachunga's attitude over 11 guys with Congolo's attitude. 
We both know the relative football ability of both. Won't be on any. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Points if we had 11 Congolos at the minute. No. So. But anyway. Uh, tell you what, Neil, before we get, we, we move over into two other things. So Bristol, not good. None of us were particularly. Garbage. Uh, yeah. Done. Let's well, we've played anyone decent. We've been nowhere near, have we? Nowhere near. That's how you see you say that, but I think Brentford are, are a decent side. They're right. they're up yeah, in six suppose, now, yeah. and we. I think I the prop- Swansea on paper. There's, they, there's bits in there. Yeah. There's yeah. There. Half a game at West Brom. I think the problem is. I think mentally we are fragile, really fragile. I think Elphick is a huge miss in that. Um, he's he's a leader. He's strong. I think Schindler's a great. I you know I love Schindler, but he needs a voice next to him. The best you get out of Schindler when he's got somebody talking next to him, like a like a Heffler or a, or a, you know or a Zanker even, and. You've noticed when Kongolo's next to him or Stankovic, you don't quite see the same player. Stankovic is similar to Schindler. He's a quiet player. He, he lets himself get pushed around a bit too much so far. He'll, he'll improve, but it, I think Elf, the point I'm trying to make anyway is that Elphick and Danny Simpson are a big miss at the minute and their leadership and and, and going huge. to places like Bristol, Brentford, you need your Elphicks and your Simpsons to stand up and lead and we just don't have them at the minute and, and, and we are what we are, aren't we, at the end yeah. of the day. So yeah. what we'll do, Neil, is we'll... We'll have a community update from you. We, we, yeah. We've we decided to make this monthly, haven't we? Because you get a more concise yeah, and quality people update. People don't worry about it every week. It's the same thing, but there's two very different things this week for the community stuff. Um, Uddersfield Street Kitchen has been going a year and two weeks this week, um, which is some achievement. Happy birthday yeah. to yeah. And Jessica. Yeah. On the first week of our second year, last weekend, we actually got a visit from Kirkley's council coming to do an environmental health check on us to make sure that we were food safe. You enjoy their visits, don't you? We smashed it. Excellent. Absolutely smashed it. They went away with a glowing report. And for something that's done on market stalls in the open air once a week with people who aren't sort of catering background trained, they're just purely volunteers coming out and going to their own art. We are going to get a very, very, very good score back. They haven't sent us it through yet, but they've told us it's going to be better than a lot of um, food establishments that currently serve and charge a lot of money in Uddersfield. It's the food hygiene rating that yeah, that's so you get one to five, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they, they've told it's going to come back very, very high. Awesome. And for something that is the street kitchen, how, how it's done, etc., is 
it's on a street. It's brilliant. Yeah, so to, to, get, street, yeah. Yeah, to get a, a good hygiene yeah. rating on a street is, is great work. So, definitely. yeah, it's uh, we are absolutely delighted with that. Um, also, um, the Andy's Man Club, this week, yeah, everyone will have seen me banging it about everywhere. Um, but on Saturday, it is the Andy's Man Club Awareness Day at the Town Leeds game. Um, the club very kindly asked me early in the season if we wanted one and which game I'd like. I gave them a couple of options um, of basically when we're playing a team, we've also got an Andy's Man Club in their town or city. So the first one that came up that, that was doable was this Saturday. I was delighted to get Leeds. I generally didn't think we would, just the nature of the, the game and things that have happened in the past outside and what have you. But we've got a load of lads coming over from um, Leeds AMC to join us. So there'll be 20 odd of us in total surrounding the ground, giving out flyers, talking to people who want to know more about it. Obviously, the LED stuff goes on sort of half a, half a dozen times while you're in the ground. And um, Where will you be there for the stands? We'll be... I'll be based outside the main entrance pretty much. We've got a gazebo up there, so it'll be full of banners and this and other. So if anyone wants to come and have a natter, come and, come and say hello. rest of the guys will spread them out around the ground to get people as they're going in to various turnstiles. Um, and then also, weather permitting, hopefully it stays dry. Um, the Andy's Man Club football team will be playing a five-a-side on the pitch at half-time against a team from the Huddersfield Town Foundation. So that'll be another great bit of awareness. And obviously with it being live on Sky, I'm really hoping that the Sky lads do it where they normally do it, in the bottom corner, because that's where we'll all be. So fingers crossed. But yeah, the, the club have been absolutely amazing with us. And helping us arrange this day. Massive shout out to um, Robin Kennedy, Rachel Taylor, and Mr. Andy Booth, who've been flying emails back there and forth. Sue Beaumont's helped us out with um, tickets and car parking and whatever else. And just brilliant, really helpful to get this on for us. So, yeah, massively appreciated. And hopefully it'll go really well. Awesome. But Leeds are getting it straight to Moy again, who shoots. What a goal, Aaron Moy! An absolute thunderbolt delivered all the way from Australia. Okay, happy, uh, happier memory there of uh, of a West Yorkshire derby, Cosy. I'm going to hand over to you now. You've been on on uh, Twitter, haven't you? Uh, gauging opinions, so we'd love to hear from everybody on Twitter. So thank you very much to everybody who's uh, sent a tweet in to get involved. It's not always possible to read everything out, but we do appreciate the the level of communication that comes in from you guys. So uh, thank yeah, so you we'll again. Do, we'll talk about Leeds game first, but the uh, we'll do it in two bits. We'll I'll send a tweet asking for people's memories of the best uh, and worst uh, moments against Leeds. So we'll come to that in a bit. But obviously Saturday, 22 points, as I mentioned earlier, between the two teams. So I kind of said, what has to change in, in our eyes? Didn't get many responses, to be honest, which probably says a lot about people's expectations, really, and that as well. Do you mean more to Leeds or more to like the top of the league? No, what do we have to do to get anywhere near them, really, and that as well? Probably could have phrased it better, but... Because it's not going to happen this season, is it, in, in reality? No, I, d- I didn't mean in the 20 points, but almost to get near them on Saturday. Uh, oh, right, OK. So, Terrier 7 and 2 says, I don't think much can change until January. I'd rather just play the likes of Reese Brown uh, and Karma, etc. At least they will show some fight. <laughs> There's some good jokes that because he meant Karoma, didn't yeah. You? <laughs> and then someone, and says someone said, Is his nan Karoma. playing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have two of my fingers on a small keyboard. Uh, Darlow Terry says, Replace Kachunga, 
No, not for me. I think Kachunga's got to play. I think he I does think the hard work. Him We're in, not yeah. going to have a lot of the ball yeah. on uh, on Saturday. And Kachunga, what we just said before, yeah, pure Kachunga's players. Uh, Ross Clayton, show desire, work rate, and passion by all eleven players. Without that, we will get absolutely tonked. Jacob Rogers, if we can ship out the obvious players in January, players with quality, passion, then who knows what kind of run we can go on. But until January, I think it's going to be quite bad. Jim Rushworth, don't think anyone's thinking of bridging the gap. Nobody's that hopeful, surely. It's a relegation battle for us. Uh, uh, this one, Jedgeman, I think it is Slam Dance Cosmo, right? I know that, <laughs> yeah. Get rid of those who don't want to be here and I'll call to bring in blooded EFL players in their mode. I think that answers both your short and long term as well because yeah. we don't want people on Saturday who aren't committed to the cause and you don't want them for the rest of the season as well. So I think that's very much a short, medium and long term. Again, people are mentioning where does Pritchard fit? Uh, Andrew Johnson is an interesting one with a proven goal scorer up top. The one thing you can want is someone who can pick him out. And Pritch fits that bill perfectly. His performance were in the three, best performances winning the three with Moy and Hogg. Hogg winning the ball and Moy picking Pritchard out. O'Brien can do that. Uh, Sam Dean's consistent and organised defence. Injuries have made that a nightmare. Just, we're just getting this sorted. I think, Neil, that's important to remember that, isn't it? Because it's... It, you can kind of look at it now thinking it's been chaos, but it did seem as though it were getting there. Brentford, I thought, we were solid as a rock. And obviously, after that, it's been a disaster at Preston with the two injuries and we've never really recovered, really. That's, uh, yeah, you take take the experience out and we're just novices, really, aren't we? Yeah, complete. Anthony O'Neill, the only thing we can do is pray we don't get stuffed too much until we can sort that defence up. But Kevin Bowman, a bit more positive. Simple, me, we must win. I suppose brings us on to the game now. Uh, it's always weird we had Derby game because apart from obviously the one before when we were Monk, we were both going for it. I think we've both before been, either we've been, I think mostly we've been down there as the underdog and Leeds have kind of been above us and it always felt like, you know, we're this is kind of our season really. The last time it was just a stepping stone. Obviously, we you know, we did both games brilliantly and got the six points on that as well. But this one, it just... I can't. That sounds really bad, but we haven't played him for a few seasons. But I can't get. I can't get up for it, Neil. Can you? No. <laughs> no. Pretty much. I'll be honest. Saturday, I'm more looking forward to going and doing all Andy's man club stuff and concentrating on that. And you know, the, the game's a bit of a. It's one of those you just you just hoping we don't get absolutely battered because that is it's, it's possible. Live on telly again. It's got, oh, it's got the all marks yeah. of an absolute shower, hasn't it? But the way they keep the ball and all, the, yeah. The 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 flip side of that is part of me hopes that the fact that we got absolutely tonked last week might actually work in our favour, and they've done no but work on that this week and just make it very very tight. I think as I said on that radio league thing, if it if a football match breaks out, there's only one winner. They'll murder us. Mm. So I think we've got to make it sort of very Brentford esque, like we played down there, and just scruff it up. Attritional, and that's why yeah. you need your Kachungas and your yeah. and your Grants and and what your Grafters. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't particularly look forward to these games. I, I find the uh, the social media aspect of it incredibly cringeworthy, yeah. tedious. I just think they're just a their social media aspect is just so tiring and childish. I just and and, and it's the whole. I've also seen the term dog botherers. Uh, God knows, and not one of them understands the joke either. Is it? It's just such a boring derby because it goes through the same rhetoric every time of rivals, not rivals, blah, blah, blah. And it's just such a Cup final. boring build-up. And 
to be honest, the games themselves can be quite quite good. There's been some some classics over the last sort of um, well since two thousand sort of eight since we we started playing again after you know a twenty around a twenty year gap really league wise. Um, there are some good games, but the the build up and the the post match tend to be uh, tend to make me switch off. To be honest, uh, so I I, t- I try and avoid the uh, social media aspect in the the week leading up and and after. But I think one thing I'm thankful for is. If we do, if we do lose heavily, at least we have got Charlton on Tuesday to to try and sweep it under the rug. See, I don't mind that, Matt, but you need to be armed with some weapons. You, we need to be armed with something. They've got lots of weapons, so, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, the last times we played them, we were doing well. We had some good players. The club were on the up, and you were bullish. So when you're doing these radio stuff like you did today or yesterday, Neil, with the radio lead, you, you're confident. You're chucking stuff in. You're bullish. You're getting in yeah. there. We've got nothing at the moment apart from Carl and Graham. He can't do it all on his own. So. I disagree. I, I think it's purely because we're very poor. And I remember that one where the, I think they played the commentary tonight when Billy Sharp scored 90th minute, dived, dived in the crowd. I don't think Leeds were going up that season anyway, but we were garbage. I then, thought that was one of the most yeah. tepid derbies I think I've ever seen. That it, the, I thought the, the one where Lillis, just, Lillis took over last game yeah, before that was, Wagner. That that was, we were garbage well. that day. Yeah. Thought, and they're, they're, Thankfully, they're, I missed that. I would have been an operation when that game was going on. <laughs> I found out when I'd come round. There's a few of them where it's just been flat do you know and I think the, the I think at, at some stage I think Huddersfield fans stopped viewing it as this massive game you know we've got Leeds I think when they first it's got, regular isn't it yeah it's not, it's, not, it's, it's kind of the, sh- the shine's worn off a little bit it's not what they want it to be for us no it's they, they keep going about cup fans it's not yeah. it's just I'm not so sure man. I just think it's because we've had this dip again if we'd have kept going that up with Kevin Brentford and I felt this way in results. Sort of 2014 yeah. 2015 I, I don't I know we were crap then as well but I just I just don't I don't enjoy this derby. I, I enjoy the Bradford ones more. Or it's an do. unpleasant hype around this. Yeah, I just don't. It excites oh. me. I'll never forget the celebrations after Moy and I want. I didn't go to the the FLA one, but being in Seville, I've never drunk as much after. And the the feeling of smugness and arrogance on my social media was just beautiful, and you can buzz off it. So I, but this time it's just different because I don't. Again, I've, I've mentioned this a few times this season. I thought we were getting about it. We, I don't think we've got eleven men who represent us. Not it's not people who are going to die in the cars. Yeah, yeah. The people in the not trenches on Saturday. Coaching staff on no, that as well. I would have uh, get. You know, you mentioned Matty Daly in the car and, and all these kind of. Coroma. They give you a. Coroma shift. did well yeah. when he came on starting. Yeah. I'd have him over dear Carby. At the minute, I'd, I'd have me above dear Carby at the minute. I was going to ask you if you're playing in that five-a-side thing at half-time. Should you out and throw you on second half. I'll go in goal. I'll say what's goal, will I? They've let in eight goals all season. It's pretty amazing, that, isn't it? Without waxing lyrical too much. I think we've let in more than that in two, I don't know, five. Yeah, yeah Preston. Yeah, they tend not to, up, up until recently, they've not scored a lot either. It's been low-scoring affairs. But I, I th- from listening to what they're on about Radio Leeds, it, it just seems they've perhaps become a bit, bit cuter in... In terms of what we did in sixteen seventeen, we used to get in front, and then we used to manage games. So, which it, we, I think the first goal is incredibly important on Saturday. If we concede, we're out. I think oh, we're done. Out of it. Yeah, we're done. What a fuck, whereas, Yeah, whereas because I just don't think we'll get the ball off them, and they'll manage us out of the game. They're very good at doing that. You know, popping up in areas where we we just wouldn't expect them to be. Um, but if we get a lucky break, a deflection, and you never know, things things can happen. I I, I just hope we give For a good account of ourselves. Your, the, the the stuff that can. I've sort of even it out, if you like, is... Shithousing. Yeah, well, Carlin Grant... It can score from nothing. Carlin yeah. Grant, there's a, there's a goal there. I mean, let's be fair, we were awful last week and all of a sudden he's pulled one out at back again. How good were both of those goals? Though, right. week? Brilliant. <laughs> but Carlin Grant's just... He's top class, in he? So there's, there's always a little bit of hope there. 
you know, you want one of those where they hit post three times. Keeper has game of his life. We get one, bang, done. And it can happen. Mm-hmm. That, that's the hope when you're going yeah. to games like this. You've got to have some hope. There's no point going. Two, I do worry, Matt, you've touched on it before. Discipline, I, I've just got a feeling we might be too revved up. We've seen this year we've... Or not revved up enough in some cases. Well, I, don't, I think we've... we've, we've gone from, players, we go from, players, I mean, there. The trouble is, yeah, we go from one extreme to the other. You know, the other week we were getting, you know, Fraser Campbell went in hard dog and what have you and yeah. stuff. I'm just they'll worried be, that because yeah, the, there'll be a lot of pressure on this week. They've had the, the armour. They've no doubt there'll be plenty of social media stuff went to certain players, rightly or wrongly, and what have you. So they'll be... A lot of them will be fired up, but I just think it... Yeah, you need cool heads in this. I, I'm a bit worried we could <laughs> lose us the plot. But the way I see it, we've just got nothing to lose because I just can't match up teams. There's only one winner, surely. But it's this so, is football, isn't it? You never this know, This is man. probably the most heavily weighted derby in one team's favour in I think a long town time. Are five to one to win this. At home? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, that, well, that's about something, isn't it? So, you know, pressure's on them. Um, oh, all pressure's on them. Literally, all pressure is on them. Our, our, we've got three games this week, and the two big ones for us are Charlton and Wigan. We've, and we've got to come out of those. Because Charlton are starting to dip, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. We've got to come out of those two. But, Minimum three points out of those two. But Charlton have just been taken over, so they'll be rocking. Their atmosphere will be rocking. They're ready for a good January Don't spend. mean to say team won't pitch any no, better, though, that, does it? That usually is gone, hasn't it? So they're going to be well, buzzing. I don't know if it's complete yet. Is it complete, that? No, but, well, as good as, but that they're going to be buzzing. So that the Charlton, a lot of their fans are boycotting it. So that you've got to watch out for that. So they're going to be a club on the up in January. It does Middlesbrough just need to uh, keep uh, keep Jonathan Muggett a bit longer? That's all we need, isn't it? Really, it was embarrassing when I sat to him, just like sucking up to Leeds fans. If I were a Borough fan, I'd be wanting him out there, wouldn't it? Well, to be this a club's fan ready well. for the up. It's on a real show. I know he's asked a question, but yeah, honestly, embarrassing man. Take your Leeds out of your Middlesbrough manager. Second question I asked, uh, best and worst personal memories from derbies of the past to get us in the mood and we're going to read. I've written some down here and because you said derbies, I've, I've kind of included more than more than one team. So it's not just Leeds in my thing, but I've made a list here. There's some funny ones in that as well. I'll bring yours in in a second, Matt. Graham Rayner, tw- 2008, I can't believe it was that long ago. Andy Oldsworth, 1-0, but it was the two snide Leeds fans sat next to me in the Kilner Bank until full time when I offered them a friendly handshake and said, hard luck, lads. They weren't... They weren't whiter than white Leeds in Leeds home shirts and that as well. Uh, 2013 when we won 3-2, sitting in Kilner Bank. This is uh, George Stross. We had a corner. Danny Ward was stood edge of the box and I shouted, don't give it to Ward, he's absolutely S-H-I-T. The corner taker thinks it was Hamill, fired it straight to him and then bang volley. Absolute Back of the net, lad in front told me to. <laughs> Unbelievable that as well. Neil Watts... Yours, I mean, a lot of people mentioned the Cowling one in '82, but the, cow- the Cowling one were brilliant. Were you there? Yeah, where were my old man? And uh, must have been about five years old, nine. Don't they put you in Lowfields in them them days? We were in Lowfields, but we were in. We had it all, so we had all. Look, we were all paddock then. So all paddock up front, and then stand behind. We were in stand, mm. and how it used to be, there used to be two massive uh, windows down either side. So if you got anywhere near them, you couldn't see parts of the pitch. But yeah, Dave Cowling, 62 minutes, bang, have that. And then the the one that really stands out for me, being a kid again, was the following year at Christmas Boxing Day we played there. I mean, I got tickets for that again, and we actually sat in with Leeds fans in West Stand, and we won 2-1, Colin Russell and Mark Lillis. And we scored, and I just, typical kid, up I went, and 
Yeah, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of people around there not particularly happy. And a sign of the times, we actually played the day after at home to Man City. So we played 26th and 27th. So 23,000 summit on both as well. Andrew Brown, worst, Boxing Day, 1987. We lost 3-0, I think. On the way out, some Leeds thug snatched my woolly hat, pulled the pom-pom off and gave me it back. <laughs> so at least he gave me it back. Seeds of that. A lot, obviously, of people mentioned the last one with Wagner. Dale Marsden and me agree. I thought the Michael Collins last-minute winner were my ultimate. I'd never seen us win at Ellen Road. Uh, that was my first win in the cheese wedge. We were garbage. Went with Jenny Murphy. I remember going there. They, I think they were top playoff spot at the time and that as well and uh, Pope your mate Neil uh, that horrendous goal Collins kick. turns it in yeah like Pele then, from escape to victory that goal yeah, Tim Goodwin good. throwing his shirt into cheese which uh-huh. end I remember us being locked in for ages because there was still a lot of animosity after the statue carry on yeah, the year yeah. before but that was brilliant I remember just watching it and a lot of it we didn't sell out as end there I think prices were ridiculous as ever but just remember seeing that footage and everyone just going crazy on that as well when he got past... Uh, Josh Quirk sent me this uh, on WhatsApp as well. He said, favourite moment from his derby game is getting kicked out at Leeds at one all, uh, getting a taxi back to Huddersfield with the game on and then making the driver pull over on the hard shoulder and running up and down the hard shoulder, swinging around when uh, when Michael Collins scored the winner. <laughs> I was Pozza was in front of me at that game yeah. and I remember him going mental in front of me and he went bright white. And his hair just seemed to go bright red. And for about three years after that, I kept calling him Ronald McDonald because he was the absolute spin image of him. But um, Jamie, sorry, seventeen thirty nine is good one here. Best moment by far was my scoring, and my mate ended up on the pitch before twisting his ankle and hobbling off. And I made sure I pulled him back to our seats as he was driving us home. <laughs> that was funny. I remember that game. There were loads piling on pitch, and that as well. I still got that video for when Moy smashed it in there, and that as well. You people, Sean making Casper Ankrigan chasing the town ball boy and going nuts. Can you remember that one? I can't remember that one. No. I think that Ankrigan won in the goals, wasn't it, when we did win that? That may be the Valentine's Day one when Nathan Clark, Clark scored. Yeah. That as well. Mark Harrison went to that one with you, Neil, but he went seeing David Callins at Ellen Road and having to pretend to be disappointed because I was in the cop. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes. What's yours, Matt? What's your... Uh... Well, it's a derby, so I, I, I've got six, which uh, are my favourite moments. They're not all, all leads. My favourite one's obviously Sheffield Wednesday on the penalties uh, in the playoffs. Sheffield United at Wembley. Um, do you remember this one? Oh, Leeds, mate. Listen you to didn't specify script. in Head the of tweet, Leeds United. Best of, oh, said Derby's of the past. Yes. Yeah, maybe. maybe so Grant Johnson's volley in 97-98, if you remember, the, against Bradford City when uh, they were on the way to promotion and we pegged them back with a double and Nico Vassen elbowing. Uh, did, did he elbow Dean Windass in the goal and then saved his penalty? Get but back my, uh, my my first Leeds one comes in at four when we we won four one at Elland Road and David Wagner going mental on the pitch he pretty much he pretty yeah. much ran to the centre circle and he was going yeah. absolutely crazy and it was just that and that was the first I think they'd beaten us four times in a row before that yeah and it was just becoming a bit of a they were almost like a bogey side at this point and we just went there and Ugh. absolutely pasted them. I remember um, that well shot there because it looked like it had gone side netting and then he's running off, yeah. like, giving it big. And There's I thought, a delayed cheer yeah. in there. But the, the, the double season, obviously. And yeah. I think I think one of the good we ones... we were a good side then, weren't we? It wasn't like a derby win against all we, we We were yeah. putting the flag in the sands as if to say we are the, the West Yorkshire number one, weren't we then? Yeah, one of my favourites as well is probably when we first played them, started playing them in the league in 2008 and we got walloped. Well, this isn't one of them, but we got walloped at their place. They were mad. They were that the one with a statue carry on? Yeah and, yeah, and then John Worthington and the, the big centre-back that they had, the... He's got kind of like an Eastern European name. Was it Moravchik or something like that? Yeah. They, they had a scrap and they both ended up getting sent off individually at some point. And then Joe Scars 
the, the academy lads, didn't they, who were playing wing-back. Scars stood one up to the far post and, and Andy Holdsworth headed one in off the post, didn't he, which was to give us our first first win against them for yeah, well, a choosing quite night, a long time. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a that was a good one. Um Dean Ball mentions it. We're scary. It's mid to late eighties away. George Courtney was ref and he had his usual nightmare. Glass bottles being lobbed on the pitch, but landing not far from me on the fence near the front and that as well. Because there was some proper uh, aggro and that as well. One one time when I lost my oh, it's about like say it, shit was I think it was Mark Robbins, and we were rubbish, and we lost 3-0, and it was on a Saturday, and, and uh, Lee Peltier, so Leeds were just winding the clock down, and I were, we were absolutely spooning out of wind, and Lee Peltier, I can't remember what, but he shook the hand of one of the Leeds players coming off, and I went absolutely mental, I probably should have been thrown out, effing and blinding, we've lost 3-0 at a derby, and Lee Peltier, who were our captain, was shaking the hand of a Leeds player coming off, honestly, that to me just summed up, he should never wore shit again, I don't think he did much after, but... That ugh, I just don't want to see that ever, ever again. We're we're getting his absolute face a smack there at Ellen Road, and and there's our captain shake his hand. I remember going on Twitter and going absolutely mental effing swear. I'm surprised I didn't get banned then, but it's funny how you remember. No, I've not really mentioned the the FLA one, but it is. Uh, there's always a talking point. Don't need talking no. about, does it? It is what it is. Which were the one where Chilino got. Came the night before, Bram McDermott, blah, 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 got sacked. Five we one. lost 5-1. Yeah, it was at like the 5-1. Did we take it. the lead there? When yeah, Danny Ward scored. Danny Ward. I've got yeah. that as my worst one. Cause yeah, we, Ross yeah. McCormack got actually. Yeah, oh. and, and we were singing Ross McCormack doesn't want to play because he tried to engineer a move the night yeah. before, didn't he? Took <laughs> and he gets an hat And he got an hat-trick and shushed us, didn't he? Which, if you give it, you, you take it. You know what I mean? He, mm. you know, fair play. But the thing, one of the worst things for me after was walking... Because so, I lived uh, lived in Leeds at the time, I still live in Leeds, but living in Leeds at the time, I remember having to walk back by myself, pitch black, through Holbeck, you know, which is rough. And um, I remember just walking by some Leeds fans and just listening to them. And this is a quote that they that they said that. And it was just that, do you know what? Barcelona wouldn't have lived with us today. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, if anything summed up, <laughs> you know, what, what some of them are like, it was just like, oh, God, it was an awful game. And. And to lose five one when they were in complete disarray was dreadful from us. To be fair. There's always a story. Now I think that's the only time I've known a team being in total disarray, like and come up with a good. So don't, can't be any more negative for Saturday. But pretty much everything else normally goes to form. Obviously, we were doing well in the promotion season. There, they were toe to toe at times. But yeah, but Saturday, I, I need to snap out of it because I, at the moment I just that Bristol game not set us up. Nicely, has it? So the tone of this podcast is probably a little bit I think the Preston one, and then, yeah, maybe that were a one-off, but the trouble is it's, it's obviously not. And if we'd have won maybe one of the two home games, but I don't know, It's we just hope for good news from the injury, yeah, from the casualty ward up, that Danny Simpson can fit. He'd make a huge boost. If we, if we have Simpson and Campbell, it gives me a lot more yeah, hope. Yeah, we need yeah. senior guys, don't you, in, in games like this as well. But, yeah, it's uh, one of those town fans. You just need to go in there. Get into a bar nice and early, 10 a.m. and <laughs> drink responsibly. <laughs> what, about, what about Charlton then? Yeah, they're they're starting to slide. I think they're 17th now, but there's still there's a bit of a buffer, isn't yeah, there, between them? Yeah, like and I still... said, that kind of pending takeover. They get a few more in on Tuesday. They might do something like a offer a job and that as well. But I've we've always done pretty much all right there, haven't we at Charlton? Bar one or two. I remember John Parking playing that Monday night when we had them free buses and got we lost as. Big unbeaten run, but unbeaten draw run. Yeah, the thing is, I'm Charlton and Wigan. They're big four days out there for us away. Massive. One thing that's kind of come up this week, Cosy. I don't know if you've seen it. Is is uh, 
a club. Did you used to used to go watch Sheffield Wednesday a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, but, yeah. When Lee uh, played for him, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a bit of um, a, a thing going on at the minute that there's a potential twenty one point penalty. Yeah, they put out a statement tonight Wednesday, aren't they? Fighting it back. Yeah, which is which is going to. Obviously, you don't want it to have to come down to that, but that could, and, and the Derby thing could come into play at some point. Um, Birmingham were deducted 12 mm. points last season, and, and they're yeah. talking about their their offence has been more serious than that. So you never know. There could be a couple of other fresh faces. Yeah, in I saw Derby, point. though. They were, just as we were coming here, there's going to be a takeover there as well. That's just about going through. So, But like Neil, they mentioned, didn't they, on your show, that I think all this FFP, that it's definitely evened it all out into a fact that there's not as many kind of big hitters throwing their cash about now because they're screwed, really. I think the EFL finally got on top of it, but although they're contesting it big time out there Wednesday because it could be some penalty this. Do you think it's a good thing, Neil, the, the financial fair play? Do you, or do you think it just makes it difficult, more difficult to bridge the gap between the Premier League and the Championship? It's not followed by everybody, is it? And there's dodgy ways to get round it, like selling your ground to random companies like Wednesday and Derby have and et cetera. But if they close that, then... As they should. If, yeah. if you know, it's does, does anybody actually know properly what FFP is? No, nobody can. I couldn't quote you for words. So it's something like eighteen million losses over three years, or something like that. And how, how can that be right? You know, it's it's up to businesses what they do business wise. What how much you want to lose? How much you want to spend, etc. But if they're going to enforce it, it's got to be done properly so and it's got to be made very clear so everybody gets it and not with the softly softly approach i mean at derby i haven't suffered anything have they not yeah but i don't think they've had the, have they had the hearing i don't know uh, to be honest i'm not paying know. massive it's all a bit i'm not paying it's just all it's all i mean how i'm talking about it now it's all it's just all too foggy in it yeah that, that, there's yeah, nothing clear it just it just seems there might be penalties or there yeah. may not and it's all a bit and it, it kind of feels like they're kind of making it up as they're going along a little yeah, bit, doesn't it? Yeah, like VAR, isn't it? <laughs> it's a complete <laughs> bodge. Because his favourite. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it could you... have been Andy at Preston on Monday, though, couldn't it, lads? Eh? What a dive that one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a dive. But the ref... I can't blame the ref again for that because it, he were well behind it and it just looked like... From his angle, it looked a penalty, didn't it? And ref lines up alongside. I don't think you can blame anyone for that. He's running at speed, isn't he? And yeah. the, the, the keeper comes out, and it's not obvious, is it? If if you yeah. watch it first time, but the second time you watch it with with the benefit of a replay, you can kind what of see. What did we do at Preston? They've fallen off a cliff since. Haven't they lost every game since we? Uh, I know. It's capitulated l- against them. Lulled them in, haven't we? To yeah. full sense of security, but um, luckily yeah. Barnes they're absolutely dire, aren't they? I know that new guy's just come in, aren't they, from uh, from Austria, but. The good news is for us, I think there's enough rubbish to... Because it worries me at the moment. People say, ah, oh, we're mid... They'll be comfy mid-table. It's all right talking, but... The, the, the thing that'll count for us is the two guys that are in charge and January. And that'll sort our season out. I'm not saying we're going to start flying up league, but we've got enough with them two running it and with the window to come to make sure that we're not under the dreaded line at the end. Yeah, just to wrap up a little bit now, but I was, I was thinking when, when he came out with that statement, Danny Cowley, I was thinking this might take longer than the three windows you know, to get rid of people because, to be honest, if you were a prospective buyer of somebody, would you want someone like Kongolov? Don't, don't you think that's probably two of them at least already sure pretty much out at door? Yeah, I, I do think that, but... I don't think there's any doubt. I think, I think there's at least two of them already gone and I think... The performances show that they know they're already gone. And will it stop prospective buyers 
It's football, it never does. Look at Stoke. I mean, they're not O'Neill, they got beat again on Saturday. I don't think it's just us. I think it's just it's just the horrible reality of Premier League football when you drop out of it, when you've just bought yeah. bad players and you're screwed, really, aren't you? Yeah. I think it shows a lot for the Burnley model of, of buying championship players. So when you if you do drop, then the idea really is that they don't have a a massive sulk about everything, isn't it? So, yeah. but I think I think the way they go on, and I see quite a little bit of similarities between Danny Cowley and Sean Dyche. Not so much in the way that Sean Dyche whinges like like a foghorn, but in kind of the way that sometimes the football set up, uh, especially sort of Burnley, how they kind of away from home, how they set up and and the Cowleys. But I think we're a little bit more. Expansive I still stand by it. We won't go down with these two in charge. No, I don't think so. I just don't think we will. I, I can't see it. I can't also see us making a massive surge up table and being. You <laughs> no. know, anywhere else above sort of yeah. bottom eight or nine, yeah. if I'm no. being honest. I but think we're about where we are, aren't yeah. we? You're Let's be honest, if somebody offered you it now, oh. fourth bottom, you're yeah. staying up, you'd take the hand off, I would. You don't want to wish your life away, but to be in August, still in a championship, with a lot of the deadwood gone, yeah. the Cowley's got his new guys fresh in. Start, new, fresh start, another, yeah. another transfer window. Yeah. This time in August, this when we get to August, it could seem a very yeah. different place. I just want to knock a bigger over and that's starting Saturday, please. Well, Thank you. Cosy, why don't you sing us out for one for one last go? <laughs> Schalke songs and that as well, isn't it? No, God, God. Oh, I don't know their songs and <sighs> sour. No cause. songs, no songs, man. But. <laughs> <laughs> There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now 
by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.